Let's go, folks. Time for the Gibby Show. Hey, Doom Baseball fans, and welcome to another edition of the Gibby Show presented by Miller Lite, the official beer of Major League Baseball and the Gibby Show. I'm John Arezzi, and as always, joining us from San Antonio, Texas, he's the former two-time manager of the Toronto Blue Jays, the beloved skipper of the 2015 and 2016 Jays playoff teams, a member of the 1986 world champion in New York Mets, co-author of the best-selling book, Gibby Tales of a Baseball Lifer, and narrator of the audio version of that book. He's the star of the Gibby Show, a true baseball life for himself, Mr. John Gibbons. Gibby, how you doing? Johnny, doing good as usual, man. We're just kind of wrapping up the old baseball year here, but there's still a lot going on, and uh, we're going to talk about it. Yeah, it seems like, uh, you know, down there in Texas, obviously, celebration, 2023 World Champions, the Texas Rangers. But it seems like even though the excitement of the World Series, now we get into the offseason, the hot stove league, where there's rumors every day, and we're going to go into all of that with you uh, today on on the show. Uh, but I did want to ask you, you continue to be a social media darling. I mean, this week you did a, you did a Q&A on Reddit. I mean, how did that go? You you had a lot of people asking you questions on that platform. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess people were bored or something, huh? Uh, <laughs> but I was, yeah, like, I, I was like, Gibby's on Reddit. Look at this. I had to ask you, what's Reddit? And then, uh, no, you know, it was fun. You know, they came on there. Yeah, I my typing was a little slow, you know, on my phone. And, but I got the info out there. But yeah, it was kind of, I guess it's just another way of uh, getting info and just... Uh, Getting out out there and uh, connecting with your fans. And let me let me ask you something. A couple of years ago, would you have ever thought in your wildest reality or dreams that you'd be Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Reddit? I mean, would no. you have ever uh, thought that this would be you? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was funny back when, back when I was managing at the end when social media started coming along. You know, there was always, you know, the teams would always have meetings during spring training about hey, you know, you got to be careful on social media what you say out there. You know, you represent the organization, this and that. And so you always looked at social media as kind of a bad thing, kind of an you know, uh, be be careful, boys, it gets you in trouble. But now, you know, now it. You can't. You really can't exist without being on social media, and I've had some fun with it. It's, it's really helped our show out. Yeah, it certainly and, uh, has. You got a big following on all your. Well, you know, my all my kids, you know, are, you know, like every kid out there is into it, so it helps me stay connected with them too. I guess because I don't have to use the phone anymore. There you go. <laughs> Just go on social media and or tweet something or whatever. But uh, yeah, that's kind of cool john i mean you know knowing you for as long as i have i could i never thought i'd see the day but it's here and you're doing really well, well and have well, a huge following on all of them man well i can't say i i, I haven't figured out myself so a lot of, i have to get a lot of help with getting on those sites or whatever you know so we all do we actually all i'm do. kind of pr- I'm proud of that yeah exactly well the 2023 C- uh, world series is now over texas rangers beat the nl champion arizona diamondbacks beating them in five games we'll discuss that on today's show also as we mentioned the hot stove league is kicked off with a flurry of free agent filings and the rumors have already started we'll talk about that include the blue jays news and rumors of the week as well and later on another great gabbing with Gibby brought to you by Tim Hortons. We'll bring on former Blue Jay and current 
player development executive for the Diamondbacks, Orlando Hudson. And then inspired by our friends at Miller Lite, we'll have another roast and toast. But let's get right into it with this week's leadoff. Well, they set a major league record by winning all 11 games in the postseason on the road. That's a crazy, historic accomplishment. Won the first World Series title in franchise history. The Texas Rangers are the 2023 Major League Baseball World Champions, beating the Arizona Diamondbacks in five games. Uh, Gibby, were you surprised that the Diamondbacks, who you picked uh, on this show last week to win the series, got eliminated so quickly? Yeah, I am. Uh, you know, first off, congratulate to the Texas Rangers. There's just something likable about that team. You know, I'm a big Bochy fan and that coaching staff, and then they just got some hard-nosed players that just compete, you know. Uh, I, you know, at the, at the time, I, I thought Arizona had too much pitching for him, you know, um, that, the, and I, you know, and it, I thought Texas Rangers, or their bullpen was going to, would eventually come back to haunt him, you know, and it didn't, you know, uh, you know, Bochy worked a masterpiece there getting the right guys in and, and you know what, they just got caught up in every, everything's going good and they were confident, you know, uh, but you know, one thing Arizona's got, you know, whether it's a starting rotation or even their bullpen, especially you get down to the last three guys of the game. I mean, they're as good as any in baseball, right? And so I thought eventually that's that's got the surface, but it didn't. And then Texas, of course, goes off and wins uh, all those road games, which is incredible. Uh, yes. And I can even remember back when, remember the talk was they they came to uh, to Toronto, and I think they're about even for mm-hmm. four game set, right? And then they 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 end up sweeping uh, Toronto then and and, and uh, set them back in the right direction. Then they go to Cleveland from there and they, they get swept a three game set. So, yeah. you know, it's like, you, it's really kind of a, uh, one of those years of the ups and downs, you know, for the Rangers and their champs. It's like, you can't, you, you can't explain things sometimes. So don't even try, but uh, hmm. you know, they got, they got a great team worthy of a championship and they got, you know, a great front office, you know, Chris Young, Dayton Moore, nothing but great experience. Well-deserved for the Jacksons. Yeah, I mean, uh, Chris Young is somebody that you're pretty familiar with, and uh, he was, of course, a former Met. He's played around. He's uh, obviously just watching the celebration and seeing how happy everybody was there. But he was the guy that brought in uh, Bruce Bochy to uh, to manage the team. Uh, tell us a little bit about Chris Young and 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 how familiar are you personally with Bochi and give us your opinion on both of uh, of those guys that are running that organization, one from the field, one in the front office. Well, you know, I don't know either one of them really well, but I, I do know him. You know, Boach, uh, I spoke with him a few times, but I've always been a big fan. I played for him. I played against him. We we're both in the Pacific Coast League. He was out in Las Vegas. I was in Albuquerque in 1988. We we're both catchers. And we both got into coaching and managing what have you, but I've just been, been a big fan of the way he does things and everything you hear about him. Right. Chris Young, of course, competed against him when he was pitching in the big leagues and uh, another guy impeccable uh, reputation. Right. And that, that's, what's good to see. You get these guys, ex player. He's, he's also a ivory leaguer and now he's run the front office. So he's, he's got, he's got, he's, he can draw from everything, right? He, he's smart. He, he understands the the competition side on the field and he's smart enough to know the analytics too. That's why they're going to be so successful. And then they brought in Dayton Moore, who was the architect behind the Kansas city Royals, 15 and 16 teams, you know, or 14, 15. 
And uh, he's, I work for him, and I know what a great baseball man he is. So they're doing everything right, right? And then they got the ownership that's, hey, you take the money. We want to win. And uh, it's not always easy to do. You know, we watched, we watched how the Mets, you know, threw a lot of money at everything. And it doesn't always work out. No. Um, but, you know, they, when you get the right people in place, you got a better shot. Put it that way. Yeah, and it seems like long term, the, as you said, the ownership will spend They'll be in. They'll be very competitive uh, this offseason. So once again, as you said, Gibby, congratulations to the uh, 2023 world champion Texas Rangers. Great World Series. Uh, and now, I mean, the hot stove league, Gibby, is uh, heating up. I mean, already uh, the biggest J story of the week, if you want to take a look at Whit Merrifield declining $18 million uh, with the mutual option. So him declining that option. Uh, he gets a buyout from uh, the Toronto Blue Jays of a half a million dollars as part of his deal. At his age, uh, coming into uh, his 35-year-old age for next season, do you think Witt made the right move not accepting that $18 million uh, for 2024 heading into uh, next year? Yeah, I do. But, you know, you never really know for sure. I mean, everybody gambles on themselves or teams gamble. And, and uh, I think at this stage of his career, he's probably hoping to get a two, three year deal. You know, uh, you know, you don't have to get that many opportunities. And he, if he could, you know, if he can work that out, make more money than that 18, you know, over there, then it, then it pays off. You know, and it's a good year for him. He had, he had a good, strong year. You know, he's up for the silver slugger, all that. So, uh, I, you know, I think I, th- I think somebody will pay him. You know, hey, which just a, he's a he's a winner. He makes things happen. You know, he's a, he's a just a, he's a baseball player. He doesn't they they don't always get the recognition they deserve nowadays because it, everything's it's a slugfest and a, and a strikeout. And he, you know, he'll hit he'll hit his home runs now, but he get he can steal some bases. He's not he's going to put the ball in play. They won many games with some great at bats out of him. So, uh, and you know, he's one of the good guys. So we're rooting for him. So um, you just hope it works out for the best. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hate to see him uh, depart from the Blue Jays, but you never know what could happen in the offseason. You decline an, an option, then the team comes back, and who knows right. what's going to happen. I mean, that's the fun of the offseason as well because it just keeps everybody on edge, and we'll be that way until spring training, until the team is finalized. And following up on uh, Merrifield, he was the only Blue Jay chosen as a Silver Slugger finalist. Uh, for this year uh, in the utility man position. Uh, Bo Bichette, surprisingly, was not nominated in the shortstop category. J.P. Crawford of Seattle, Corey Seager of the world champion Rangers, and Bobby Witt, uh, Jr. of Kansas City, were the finalists. Do you think Bo got dissed on this uh, deal here, not being nominated? Oh, no doubt about it. You know, uh, he had a great year. And, and um, you know, of course – you got Bobby Wood Jr. and Sigur. They they got to be on that list. But you know, um, but Crawford. I know he had a good year, but he didn't have a Bo Bichette type year, in my opinion. Um, you know, I, I don't know how they how they uh, set all that up and who they nominate and this and that. But there's no question Bo should have been on there. You're not you're not going to find a better hitter. He had a big year. He had you know a couple of time injuries set him back a little bit as far as how really big his year might have been. But uh, yeah, he deserved better than that. That's for damn sure. Absolutely agree. Uh, this week, aside from uh, Merrifield declining the mutual option, third baseman Matt Chapman, center fielder Kevin Kiermeyer, right-handed reliever Jordan Hicks, 
and the left-handed starter. Uh, Ryu, all filed for free agency is expected. Uh, Gibby, if you're the Jays, do you try to bring any of these guys back or you kind of simply move on and retool the team? Yeah, I don't I don't think there's uh anybody that in, in that in that group that they have to have. Um they can fill they can fill the hole somewhere. I mean they got a really good bullpen. So I don't you know, they may bring hits back, but I don't know if they it's a it's necessity in, in the uh And he may want to be a starter again anyway, Hicks. He he would like to be a starter. That's what we're hearing. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I didn't know that, but yeah, hey, see what happens there. But Chapman, he's going to test the free agency. He's got Boris, you know, in the, uh, you know, plus I think, you know, I, I don't know what their thinking is, but, you know, with uh, David Schneider, Biggio, maybe it's time to give those guys those at-bats in second and third, what have you. And, and uh, you know, the the big focus of the, of the heat they've been taking is when they need to bring in more offense. So those may be the positions that, or they can go out and sign somebody that they can uh, get a little more offense or hoping out of anyway. So uh, they're still, you know, the Blue Jays are going to field a good team next year. And, uh, you know, it should be a, another playoff team. What we can't forget, you know, is as distraught as everybody is, you know, they got eliminated the last couple of years in the first round. Uh, the team that's been talked about the talk of baseball for the last couple of years too, the Atlanta Braves, they got bounced in their first round games. So really, is there any difference other than, you know, because they're, they're, everybody had a good enough year to get to the playoffs. So it's all, I guess it's all perspective, how, how you how you look at it. But I think the, the Braves probably a little more disappointing than you could say than the Blue Jays were. Hey, as we say, hope springs eternal and we are into an offseason now, which is going to prove to be interesting uh, as the teams uh, go out there and go after these free agents. There's the trade market that's going to happen. So we'll be following all of that closely here. Um, you are listening to the Gibby show presented by our friends at Miller light and Gibby, the light beer that always tastes like a real beer. Uh, you know, you're both, uh, you and I always talk about the Miller lights here on this Partaking. podcast. <laughs> we partake. We do partake anytime is Miller time. We're so happy, uh, that for this uh, season, they've been, uh, aboard with us as a sponsor and inspiring in the roast and toast. So great folks there. The yeah, now, and now I just got to now we just got to have a couple with uh, watching football. That's all. Either That's college right. or pro. You transition to the Sunday or the Monday night games, and or Saturday uh, afternoon. You open up your Miller Lights because anytime is Miller time. The official beer of Major League Baseball, and of course, the official beer right here at the Gibby Show. Corner booths, sticky floors, weekdays that feel like weekends. You never forget the way some things taste. Miller Lite. Great taste. 90 calories. Tastes like Miller time. Gibby, let's discuss the hot rumors of the week. I mean, there's some so many floating around right now, so let's get right into it. Uh, there have been reports by one of uh, the top baseball insiders, USA Today's Bob Nightingale, reported this week that the Blue Jays are one of the handful of teams expected to open the vault now there's gonna be a lot of interest in this guy Shohei Otani but Nightingale reports that the Jays are going to be one of those handful of teams that are going to open the vault up for this guy other teams rumored to be all in to get him at any cost in a bidding war include the Dodgers Mets Yankees Red Sox Cubs Padres Mariners and Rangers where do you think 
Otani eventually lands? And does Toronto have a legit shot to possibly bring him in? Well, they got the money for it. There's no doubt about it. Uh, I think he ends up on the West Coast, you know, where, where he, probably with the Dodgers be my guess. I always early in the season, I thought Seattle might be a good spot. I don't know if they got the money to pay for him, you know, but they, they should. Everybody, all these teams have the money to pay for him. Are they willing to do it? Now, there's a, yeah, there's a there's a wrench been thrown into it all, you know, with the Tommy John. Yeah. You know, he's not gonna, he's not going to pitch. And so it's kind of it's kind of softened some of that. But I, I you know, when uh, when I was still managing the Blue Jays, I don't know if it was going in the 18th season or seven, whatever his first year coming over was. Mm-hmm. I got a call from Ross Atkins and said, "Hey, listen, hey, we're we're we made the cut, uh, or we're on Otani's list of possible one of his teams." You know, of course they're trying to drum up the competition back then. Um, and he said, "Listen, I, I think I was I was out in Utah on vacation." And he said, listen, if, if we make the final cut, I think there's maybe four or five teams that he was going to narrow it down to, whatever it was. And so we, you're going to have to fly out to get in California. We'll meet you out there. And we're going to sit down with him and his agents and, and talk about it. So I said, okay, I'm not sure what year that, whatever his first year was. But so anyway, but I get a call the next day from Ross and said, no, we didn't make the final cut. So no need to do that. I said, well, thank God, man. I don't, I don't have to cut my uh, vacation short for crying out loud. <laughs> Could have used him though in the last couple of years. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, yeah, well, we'll see. That's gonna be interesting to see. I mean, but 50 million is kind of what like the starting point for this guy, 50 million a year. I mean, I tell you what, it's, uh, professional sports, so uh, is is unbelievable, you know, uh, uh kind of a little bit out of control, you know. Uh yes. but but hey, all, all the power to you if you can get it, but you know, and then then you go and you have this get close in the past you have these work stoppages and they, and they get close to them like the last one and you know the owners are all crying poverty and uh and yet then you know the salaries just keep going up and up and up so you just wish everybody would shoot you straight and say yeah we're, we're gonna sign this this guy for this amount. We, we have the money to do it come clean yeah you know and uh and then, and then it'll we, cost 75 dollars a game to park your car oh yeah oh yeah Somebody, 40 dollars hey, for a hot dog it's like it's like the middle class. The middle class always suffers. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, uh, going to another hot rumor from uh, Nightingale from the USA Today. It revolves uh, Cody Bellinger, and his reporting is saying that the Jays are looking to acquire the free agent center fielder. If you were Ross Atkins, do you make a big play for Bellinger at this time? Yeah, I like that move. You know, uh, there's, there's no doubt about it. You know, a real big bounce back year for him. You know, uh, you know, of course, you know, he, he got after a great start with the Dodgers and he struggled and then he just, everything came back together for him in, in the, with the Cubbies. I don't know how the Cubbies can't resign him, but uh, I think that would be a great, great uh, target for the Blue Jays. And, and uh, you remember, the Blue Jays got a good team. Now, if you can add some key pieces, especially from the offensive side, they have everything else they need. Yeah, uh, they've, they've got to be on it. Really. And not only because it's smart and it could you know, could uh, do wonders for him. It's a public perception is breathing down you now. And, and so you have to do something. Got to make a big move. And he's still a young guy. I believe he's just like yes. 28 mm-hmm. years old. So, uh, uh, so that's going to be interesting to watch that unfold. And of course, we'll continue to cover all of that stuff right here on the Gibby show. And that will wrap up the lead off. And now it's time for gabbing with Gibby brought to you by Tim Hortons. For more than 25 years, Tim Horton's guests have come to know and love Tim Horton's annual 
Smile Cookie campaign. Now to celebrate the gift of kindness and to help make a difference this holiday season, Tim Hortons is launching its first ever national holiday smile cookie campaign. From November 13th to the 19th, 100% of the proceeds from each holiday smile cookie sold will be donated directly to local charities and community groups across Canada, including Tim Hortons Foundation Camps. The Tim Horton Holiday Smile Cookie has a base of white chocolate sugar cookie infused with red and green sprinkles, all while being adorned with white icing to form the iconic Smile Cookie Smile. Sounds like a winner. Hey, you know, Tim Horton's always doing something good for the community. You know, they, they, they're they they're so conscious of that. And, and uh, so get out there and, and help contribute people. You know, it um, only, that, it only costs a buck fifty. I mean, that's that's not even a toonie. It's a, it's a loony and a half, right? Gosh, you, you know, <laughs> you only have to break, break out paper money to get you one. Yeah, it's a hey, we salute Tim Hortons. You know what? They like I said, they they're they're big in the community. They they uh they have their values on you know uh always focused on the right thing. So go get you some cookies. Exactly. And we're so happy to have them here with us at the Gibby Show week after week. So now let's go right to Gabbing with Gibby. Today on Gabbing with Gibby, brought to you by Tim Hortons, we bring on a former member of the Toronto Blue Jays in his illustrious career. Which started in Toronto in 2002. He was a switch hitter, played second base for the Jays, also with the Arizona Diamondbacks, Los Angeles Dodgers, Minnesota Twins, San Diego Padres, and Chicago White Sox, retiring after the 2012 season. A two-time All-Star, four-time Gold Glover, and he hit for the cycle in the Dodgers' home opener before a record crowd of 57,099 people on April the 13th, 2009. Today works in player development for the National League champion Arizona Diamondbacks, and he's got his own clothing line as well. It's our pleasure to bring on this week's Gabbing with Gibby guest, Orlando Hudson. Orlando, great to meet you, man. Mr. John, man, great to meet you too, brother. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Hey, hey, sir, if we woke you up, man, you look, you look like you're still laying in bed there. Hey, brother, let me tell you something, baby. I got my workout in. 4.30 every morning, my feet hit the floor. Every morning, Gibby. Every Where's morning. You're like yes, sir. You're like Kobe Bryant. Hey, 4.30 every morning, my feet up. And I wake the whole house up. When I'm up, when the dog up, everybody up. <laughs> <laughs> why, hey, why doesn't that surprise me? It really doesn't, man. You know what? Hey, hey, oh. Aside from you, one of my favorite individuals ever. You know what? Nobody worked harder. You, you had great discipline, which I think a lot of a lot of a lot of players miss miss these days. You you always had that, and hence your your success you've had in in this game. But yeah. we appreciate you coming on. We're going to talk a little bit about your your career and what you're doing now, and your clothing, and your you're working with the uh, the Diamondbacks. All right, all, all right, Johnny. Thanks, John. Um, First question is, uh, what do you remember most about your days in Canada and uh, the Blue Jays and playing for Gibby? You know what, man? Playing for Gibby was fun. You know, first of all, being in Canada, it's a whole different environment. You know, remember now, I'm I'm a country boy from South Carolina, you know? So you got whites over here and you got blacks over here. I go to Toronto. It's a totally culture shock. You know, it was great. Uh, I remember calling my parents like, 
you guys have to come to Toronto and look at what I'm saying. What you mean? Like, you guys have to come to Toronto ASAP. You get white girl, black guy, Chinese guy, black girl, Russian girl, Asian, whatever the case may be. And it's a melting pot, but it was a beautiful thing because that's the way, you know, God insists for all of us to love each other. But when you're in South Carolina, you don't have that type of atmosphere. You know, Gibby know what I'm talking about. I ain't got to dig that deep into it. So, but, but, but being in Toronto was great. Playing in Toronto was unbelievable. I thank God for me being able to start my career in Toronto, meeting the people that I met, uh, being in a totally different country, a brotherly country, enjoying it. Uh, the fans were unbelievable. Playing in the Vets Division in baseball at that time, the NL, the AL East, the play for Gibby, you know, Gibby always you know, joined to the locker room. Hey, oh man, hey, oh, I appreciate that, man. I, but, uh, guys like you, I, like I said earlier, made made it easy. You know, you, you know, I was new to managing the big leagues. That was my first go around, and so mm-hmm. there was a lot of a lot yeah. of things I had I had to learn. You know. Um, yeah, never but lose sight true. of hey, this is this is about the team. This is about the players. People come to see these players. It's not about yeah. the manager. And and my job just to try to get the most out of out of you guys. And you know, being first first time yeah. on the job at the major league level, you know, there's a lot of mm-hmm. lot of ups and downs. But guys like you, like I said, you just go. You show up every day. You you bring your lunch pail. Yeah. Dude, you're one of those guys, and you do, <laughs> you do your work. Hence, that's why. Why do you think you have four gold gloves? You know, you got you you worked a couple All Star appearances. Mm-hmm. That's an incredible career. Yeah, Be- because you, you because you 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 worked at it. But it, hey, let me tell you, it wasn't everybody yeah. wasn't like that. Now, give, give, they can make it tough on a manager. No, now. yeah, it can make it tough on a manager. I know some of the ones you're talking about right now, but that's not for me to say. And you know, that's the where it is. But you know, guys are different. You know, some guys just when they get there, they're like, okay, I made it. No, man, when you get there, you still got to grow. You still got to you in a second, you got to grind, baby. That's every day, no matter what you do in life. Sports, education, just everyday workforce. You know, you got to grind if you want to make it. Yeah, well, you know, but the, oh, oh, you've always had that attitude, which is why you're successful in life. Yeah. It, you could, it, you didn't, it didn't have to be baseball, but whatever you were going to do, you were no. going to be successful because, yeah. and, and you, you learned that at a, I take it at, at a young age, you know, your parents instilled Ooh, that yeah. in you. Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And my, my, you know, my mom, my parents. I thank God for my parents, um, my grandma, my grandparents, uh, my uncles. Man, they every day, every day. They, it's nothing gonna be handed to you. Nothing is gonna be given to you. You have to go get it. And when you get it, don't stop there. Keep thriving to get more and where you want to be in life. Swim in. Still, it's the way it is. Yeah, I put the same for the same old to my kids. I did the same thing to my kids. Just because you got it, go get it. Go get more. Go get what you want. Go get it. Legally, with hard work. Grind legally with hard work and go get it. Yeah, you, you know, it's funny you say that. I was, I was, who was it? It was a Shaq. I was reading something on Shaq a few weeks ago or something. And, and I think, I think it was Shaq. Shaq said, he says, his, his, his kid his kid said, Hey, hey, we're rich, man. And, and Shaq said, yeah. Hey, he said, No, I'm rich. You ain't rich. Go, go out and no, get I'm, your own. Exactly. <laughs> I'm rich. You got rich. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. I'm rich. You're not rich. Go get your own. You got to go get it. Don't get me wrong. Daddy'll back you up a little bit, but you gotta have that mentality because daddy gonna one day have his back. 
going to have his hands across his chest and looking up at the roof of the church. Then what? Then what? Right. Yeah. yeah. You got to go get it. Hey, I don't, I don't, I can't let this slip by today because, you know, four, four time gold glove winner, right? Yeah. Who was your personal fungo hitter in Toronto? Oh, sorry about it. Give it, look at you. You know, you got to let it go. Give it, give me some ground ball. Here we go. Hold on. Don't get a little ground ball. Me. Move your feet here, kid. Come on, move your feet a little bit. No, I never, I didn't show you how to do it. I just hit him, man. No, no, no. <laughs> I said, you hit him. Here you go, hold on. Here we go. Here we get a few ground balls here. But no, give it, hit my phone, go. Hey, I'll tell you what, though. And I, before, I'm glad you named that. Brian Butterfield, who was our yes. third base coach at the time, he showed me so many little things about second base and, a, and, and around the bag that it made defense that much more easy for me. If it wasn't for Brian Butterfield, I wouldn't have won gold gloves. Brian Butterfield is, and, and no disrespect to Bone, I know Bone, he was the um, Marlins first base coach now he's in Seattle. They, they, they're similar. Bone and, and Butterfield are similar. But I played for Butter. The things that Butterfield teaches and says and the little things that he pays detail to made my defensive career, it took it to a whole different level. And then I got you hitting me ground balls going back and forth like I was Kuda Kente running through the dog on tobacco field. Like, <laughs> Dude, I wasn't very good with that fungo, man. I couldn't hit any right at you, man. I, I, I had no idea where that ball was going. <laughs> but guess what, though? It got my feet moving. It got me, yeah. it got me loose, and I loved it. I loved it. So Gibby hit me fungo all the time, guys. He really did. He really did. So, so I'm trying to take yeah. I'm trying to take the claim, uh, take credit for yeah. his uh, but, fungo. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you can take ground balls, and if you got flat feet, I tell you what, Gibby will get your feet moving. <laughs> all right. On that note, okay. Now let's hey. Now you're working with the Arizona Diamondbacks, right? You were talking about earlier about the infielders and all that. And, you, you know, you, you take in what you've learned in a great career. Yeah. You know, you know, uh, and you got some good young talent, right? How, how's that gone? Yes. Is that, how long have you been doing that? When did when did you start doing that? Man, 2000 and I think, yeah, 14, 14. Dave Stewart and I'm totally gave me a call to ask me would I come do it and you know, and then I sat down with Derek Hall and had a talk. So I was special assistant to the GM with them and kind of similar to things I do now, but I still work. I still do that. I love working with the young bucks, though. I just don't do just the big league guys. I I, I don't do that. You know, I, I, I go away to DSL, Dominican Summer League, right. all the way up to uh, AAA. I do. I still love to everybody. Um, I always think it won't be fair if I just stick with the big leaders. That's not, I'm gonna That's stick, not I'm you. Gonna exactly. Mind. The, the fact that you go to you go to all the levels, a lot. Hey, a lot of guys that had your your career don't do that or don't want to do that, right? But, well, yeah, but listen, you know, I'm not going to answer that, man. But you know, you no, know, I'm going to tell you, dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> Introducing Tim's new holiday smile cookie. One hundred percent of proceeds support local charities, community groups, and Tim's campers in your neighborhood. Buy a holiday smile cookie at Tim's to give back to your community. Dude, man, I'm so I'm so proud of you, man. When I do, you, do you do I any motivation? It, do you do it? Do you do any motivational speaking? A lot. Get it? I got to do one at Coca Cola's uh, here in South Carolina. 
I got to go to Morehouse College in Atlanta in January. I think I'll have to do something when I go to Belgium during the Christmas holidays. If I leave on the 26th, I get back on the 31st. I would do one in Belgium. I do one for our own organization every every spring. Yeah, man, I do I do quite a few churches. I do quite a few groups. I got to go to Virginia December the 21st or 22nd. I got to do one there. I'm always doing motivational speakers. Yeah. What are you What are you doing going over to Belgium, man? Is it a vacation too, or what? Well, well, no. First of all, my son got invited to play over there against the best of Belgium. He was trying to get some NBA guys over there. So really? him and one other guy, his team, of his post grad team, got invited to play over there for four days in front of NBA scouts, college scouts, and all that. So they got invited to play over there. So um, we're going to fly over there for those four days. And then I was happy to talk to one of my guys from. Um, from Slovakia, and I was telling him, he was happy to call me during that time, and I was talking to him about it. He said, oh, oh you're going to Belgium? I said, yeah, let me call my guys from Belgium. I want you to, to give the speech like you gave us when you came to um, Slovakia a few years ago. And I said, hey, I ain't no problem with that. So they made it happen. And also, I do one every July in Myrtle Beach for Cal Ripken for his um, travel ball tournament. It's, it'd, be, it's about, it'd be about 75 to 100 coaches there. I do it. I do I didn't do it this year because I was in Arizona. But I did it for the last four years there. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, you are worldwide, man. You're worldwide. You know, man. No, man, I'm trying to beat out my boy again. Oh dog, go get a little something. Hey, do you hey hey when you're speaking over there, do you have an interpreter? Or do they what do they speak? No, well, man, they, they, speak they speak it with a lot of them spoke English. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, everywhere you go a lot of them spoke English so then the ones that the few that didn't speak English, they had a um, my guy that called me over there. He had um, he interpreted for me for the oh, ones okay. that didn't that didn't. But ninety percent English better than uh, me. And you. Okay, because me and you don't speak English. <laughs> see, 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 I'm I'm not worldwide. I'm Texan, bro. That's my my bad for not knowing that. <laughs> hey, Johnny, what do you got? You got him. Well, I'm digging this conversation for sure. You guys are, it's awesome to see oh, you both God. reminisce and, and talk. Uh, but I do want to talk uh, uh, to you, Orlando, about the um, World Series is over. You guys were in it. It's a yeah, great man. World Series. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. but based on yeah. what you're saying, I mean, you're traveling from the low minor leagues, Dominican Republic, mm-hmm. AAA. So you're getting to see kind of the foundation yes. or the guys that are up and yes. coming. Um, mm-hmm. question for you, even mm-hmm. though it was a disappointment not winning the series as we head into the off season, it seems like, uh, the team, uh, the Diamondbacks are kind of poised for long-term success. What can you tell us about that? And some of the hot young guys coming up for the organization. Well, first of all, let me give respect and give props to my GM, Mike Hazen. You're talking about, uh, I matter of fact, I played against our GM in 1998, man. He was in Idaho Falls, and I was in Medicine Hat, uh, Canada. We both was in rookie ball, and he would tell you that, yeah, he had a higher batting average than me that year. He always joke about that. But um, anyway, Mike Hazen is such an intelligent guy. And I'm not just talking about that. I know when people say, oh, man, they Ivy League guys, and they're intelligent about school. No, 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 no. I'm talking about intelligent about the game of baseball. And from what this guy endured, this guy lost his best friend last year. He lost his soulmate. He lost his wife. And not one time did this guy complain. 
we got players, and I'm not just talking about us. I'm talking about players in general across the board, whatever sport. Complaining about money, about what they don't have. You talking about a guy who made a promise before Jesus to love his wife every day with four beautiful kids, and he lost her. And he came to work every day like nothing happened because he know he understood I'm still a leader of this organization. Now, mind you, he got duties at home. He got four kids at home. And he's at the ballpark every day, 4.30 to 5 o'clock, getting the workout in, going home, checking on his loved ones, going to see about his lovely wife, who was such a beautiful person. I had, I had the honor of meeting her, such a beautiful young lady. And then she was taken away. And not one time did he complain about one iota. We was losing. We weren't playing well. And he never complained. So I got to give props to him. And for him to stick it out, hold on to what he believed in, got his organization together, and he built a World Series championship team. Though we fell short to another great team in Texas, which I got to give props to both of his boys. There's a great ball club. Nobody saw us here. Now, you may think I'm crazy for saying this, but I saw us making a deep playoff run two years ago, and I told our owner, Ken Kendrick, that. I said, you give me two years, big dog. Give me two years, because you don't get a chance to see what I see. I go from DSL up to the big leagues. So you don't get to see what I see. But if you give me two years, I promise you, all four of your pockets will be full of $100 bills. I kind of made it in like that because he was a little upset. <laughs> but you only got a right to be because we was losing, right? right? But we was losing at that time, and I told him that. I said, you give me two years, and we'd be deep in the playoffs. He didn't think we would be in the World Series. I said deep in the playoffs. And I told my I told Hayden hey, that. And, you know, from what he's come along with and what he's done to build this team, and we got more coming. I'm going to tell you right now, we got some dogs still to give it. We got some more down. Oh, yeah. We ain't finished yet. Down to what we have. And I said it in Toronto this year. I flew out to Toronto with the big league team when we played the Blue Jays this year. I said, don't be surprised in a couple of years, it'll be the D backs versus the Blue Jays in the World Series. Don't be surprised. I, I think we'd all like to see because that, but I, I see it. Go ahead. Yeah. Because I see the same talent, the type of talent in Toronto. You know what I'm saying? I see it. I see it. And 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 our big league teams are pretty much equal together. We we pretty much the same if you look at the ball teams. So and what we got coming and what those guys got coming, I can see that in the, I can see that in, 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 in a few years. Us and the Blue Jays in the World Series. I can see it. Yeah, I want to follow up on that. I mean, uh, you, obviously the team was built a lot of different parts, trade deadline acquisitions. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I like Tommy Pham coming in, you know, with uh, his his work yes, ethic. Yes, of course, Tom, Tommy. Tommy Pham. Yeah. So, uh, but I do want to talk to you about last season. Uh, what is your take on the trade that brought Gabriel Moreno and Lourdes Gurriel Jr. to the uh, D-backs from the Blue Jays for Dalton Var show? Is it as one-sided as it currently appears? And the second part of that is how 
just how good is Moreno and how good do you think he's going to be? Well, let me tell you something. I was a little hurt when we got rid of Vars. I'm not going to, okay. I'm not going to kid you because I love his work ethic. I love Vars. I love what he brings to the table. He's versatile. You know, you can put him behind a dish. You could probably, you could put him at second base. You could put him at a little bit of third. You could play him in center field. You could put him in right field. You can lead him off. You can bat him fifth. He can butt. He can book you by going deep. He can do everything, right? So we trade him like, oh, man. And I knew a little bit about Moreno, but I knew a lot more about Lourdes, right? So I'm like, okay, we're getting another guy that can that can bang with some pop, you know, play some outfield and bang a little bit. Okay, we good. But then the more... I've heard about Russell. Okay, I'm hearing great things. But I need to see it. But my goodness, when I saw it, I'm saying, okay. I started scratching my head. I said, you know what, Barso, I'm going to miss you, but I appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it has worked out well for us. And and I'm not. And and and, and, and that part of the trade isn't over. Barso to me still is an all star type of player. He's going to click. It's going to click for him. And and, and we saw stints of it. In Arizona, you guys saw stints of it in Toronto. But Moreno, let me tell you something. My goodness, he can show the run game down. Moreno is the truth, man. He takes his bats, just as serious he takes his pitching. He takes his calling ability, just as serious he takes his bats. The guy's an everyday guy. You talking about a, uh, 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 not Benji Molina, the Molina that paid for, for, for the Cardinals. I forgot his first. Yadier. Javier Molina. Yadier. Yeah, Molina. Javier. I messed that up big time. I messed that up big time. I did. Yadier, excuse me. That's my fault. That's the Hall of Famer for sure. I'm not saying Gabby going to be a Hall of Famer. I hope he does in the career. Or he does. But you can see Yadier Molina all in Gabriel Moreno. You can see it in him. He can hit for power. He hits for average. He can take the ball and hit it where he wants to. He take he take what the pitcher gives him. If you push, if you put if you're poking him away, he'll shoot you the right field. If you're trying to pound him many, keep his hands just that shoots you through the middle. If you make a mistake, he boosts you. If you got Carl Crawford or Mookie Betts, although Carl Crawford retired, or, you know, one of the guys like Mookie Betts on first base and you know they're going to steal, he's going to throw you out. He's going to block. He's going to work hard. He's a great kid. He's coachable. The kids, the, the, the team loves him. And, uh, and then we get Yardy on the back, uh, uh, Guriel on the back end, on the, on the other side of that. Hitting four, he can hit four, fifth or six. He's a heck of a left field. He gonna bang for you. He gonna run the bases hard. He gonna have the wild hair. He brings a different. <laughs> he brings a different. He brings a different mentality in the clubhouse. Dude, I appreciate Barshow talent for us getting those two guys. Adding those two guys pushed our team over the edge. And then we added Tommy Sam to that. Yeah. That took us to another level. It took us to another level. But having Moreno and Lourdes, I thank the Blue Jays organization for that. And I'm thankful that the trade was done. Although it doesn't mean that we disregard Barstow. 
because we have a legitimate bar, so we know we brought to the table. But you're going to have some bits and pieces in your organization that you're going to give away to make to take your organization to the next level, mm-hmm. right? And you're going to make the right trades, and that's what Mike Hazen done. Before we hey, before we let you go here, we'll just talk about okay, you're, you're doing you're yeah. doing the stuff with the Diamondbacks, but you also got a clothing yeah. line and all that. Tell tell us about that. Well, you know what, man, um, Johnny Johnny Don, you remember Johnny Don? He can bang. Yeah, Johnny Don, Devil Rays. Yeah, Johnny Don. So Don's every time I did a speaking, you know, with with with, with Arizona, because he used to work for us too. So every time I did a speaking, he was always saying, "Oh, dog, you got to grind and shine." He would always say that. But even though I heard it before. But 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 Gomes is saying all the time, and I stuck with it. I said, you know what? You do. You gotta grind to shine. I know a lot of guys want to give it to them. Uh, you know, and, and no disrespect to high schoolers or college guys who get eight, nine, ten million out of school. No disrespect to those guys. I'm glad they get their money. Glad. And I, but we also hear the flip side. People say we well, hadn't done them yet, which is true. But you pay those kids to what we predict and what they're gonna do. Right. You know. Not from what they just have, but from what we see them going to do. But I always tell the kids, you got to grind the shine. You want it. You, you want all the watches and the cars and a nice house. You want your mom to live good, your grandma to live good. There is nobody. There is no owner just going to write you $10 million just to say you look good. No, 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 brother. You got to grind between these lines. If you want to shine, if you want the final things in life, and you want to live a comfortable life, that God already bless you with the talent, right? He gave you the talent. Now you got to go grind to shine. So you got you got a website people can go to if they are. Is there a website? Yeah, to... I just sent it to you. So you put it on your yeah. That's the website I sent it to you. So you can so they can go on it and look at that stuff. Yeah, I got hats, sweaters. Cause you know I get cold in Toronto. I got hoodies. I got um, uh, jogging pants. Short. They got all that. Yes, Dude, you, kids you know, and the grown ups. Yeah, well, you got it all together, man. Gosh, Doug, no, that, no, that, that, that doesn't surprise. That doesn't surprise me one bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, Johnny, any got anything left, Johnny? Before we let him wrap it up, he's got to go to work. He's got to go grind, man. He's got to go grind to shine. No, I'm good. I, I this has been a pleasure for me, just getting to uh, talk to you, Orlando, and uh, doing some great yeah. things. And congratulations on such a great season, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. We're not done yet. We're not done yet. We're going to uh, keep grinding. Um, also, everybody, everybody, though, everybody looking to make changes, you know, um, and congrats again to Texas and Bochy and the boys over there who had a heck of a run, too. And it's also good for baseball to see two wildcard teams playing to play in the World Series. Exactly. Yeah. So that was great for the game. That was great for the game. Yeah. Hey, hey, listen, old dog. Listen, hey, we can't thank you enough, man. Hey, I sure am proud of you. You know what? Uh, Thank you, Gibby. What about all the great times and everything? Yeah, you know what? I knew. Hey, it didn't matter what you were going to. You were going to be a success in life. You're saying all the right things. You're helping not not only professional athletes but young kids all around the world. You know what? That's what life's all about. That wraps up another gabbing with Gibby. Orlando is a very interesting guy. What a spirit that he has. Yeah, you know what, John? He's always uh, always been one of the good guys. You know, you could tell from you know he he was he wasn't a high draft pick, right? So he 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 had his work cut out for him. But he but he got there. But he always he's always focused on the right things. You could hear him talk. You know that nobody's going to hand anything to you. You got to you got to work for things. Um, 
you got to grind to shine, man. That's his thing. Get out, get, I got to get me one of those t-shirts, you know, but it's, it's, uh, so you, it doesn't surprise me, you know, the success he's had, not only as, as a player, you know, two-time all-star, four-time goal, goal but in, in life, you know, and, and uh, I, I guarantee his kids are going to turn out just right. Um, but he's, but he's one of the good guys. And, and you know what, he always makes you smile. He's, he's fun. I don't, I don't know if people, people listening are going to be able to understand either one of us. We both start, to, you know, uh, we were competing for that, but um, I got it. You know, he, he, uh, Toronto was lucky to have him for those few years. And I know as a manager, I was really lucky to have him on my team. Very inspirational gentleman and uh, was so happy to be able to speak to him uh, with you on Gabby with Gibby. And now inspired by our friends at Miller Lite, it's time for this week's Roast and Toast. Uh, Gibby, we'll start off with the roast. Uh, something really interesting going on in uh, San Diego right now. Not only did they have to get a loan of $50 million to help cover payroll towards the end of the season, which you got to scratch your head, uh, but they made a move this week, which we really got a roast, I would think. Um, the Padres assistant farm director, Mike Daly. Now, an assistant farm director is kind of like a low-end you know, every position in baseball is fairly important, but this is kind of a lower level uh, executive. Uh, he's been chosen to manage the team's AAA affiliate next season, according to the Athletics' Dennis Lynn. That's very unusual. And and Gibby, I think for that alone, to not bring up somebody who's been working and toiling in the minors in every level like you did, managing Rookie ball, A ball, double A, triple A, and then eventually getting to the majors. Mike Daly is going right to the triple A uh, to manage the team. And for this, I think we got to roast it. We got to roast the Padres. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I don't understand it. I don't understand a lot of things in the game now. And, and uh, you know, he may be a very good ex executive. He's probably a great guy. He's been in the game a long time. But really no on-field experience other than front office in the um, and to, to put them at your highest level, you know, that to me that, but, but it's, that's kind of the analytics world way of thinking. It says, it's all about numbers. It doesn't matter the, your, uh, how other uh, players view you or how you handle a, a clubhouse, those kind of things or, or put out fires. It's all about numbers. We can, if we put the right guy at the right time, it doesn't matter who's calling the shots, which is unfortunate because, well, we just, we, uh, the Texas Rangers, brought both Bruce Bochy back and uh we saw we, everybody saw what that did you know you got to have a balance but but I've been saying for years now I don't know why you know with with analytics being so heavy heavy and, and don't get me wrong you got analytics is very important for the game now but but why even hire a manager take somebody from your front office put them in there that, that way nothing gets lost in translation you know and now you got your analytics guy when he can just he, he knows everything you don't even have to have all these meetings to, to transfer it on to the manager right and maybe, 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 I don't know if he's going to wear a uniform. He may be like, uh, it was, it was, it was a Casey State. No, not Casey. Connie Mack. It, Connie Mack wearing a suit. And he'd probably sit in the dugout with the straw suit. hat on top and, and yeah, and, the suit and, tie. They, oh, they, you know, but we wish him well, you know, it, 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 but it's just surprising. But uh, maybe there's reasons, you know, when you have that talented of a team, you know, you don't get over the hump. Maybe, maybe there's some of the inner workings. But hey, I got to tell you, uh, I wish I wish him well, man. But he's going to be managing El Paso, El Paso, Texas, and it's not. Oh gosh, hey, uh, uh, my ex-wife used to be from El Paso, and it's like 
Yeah, that's 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 a that's a tough area out there right now. So, um, but we we wish him well. Actually, the worst part of it, my good buddy I grew up with was was their AAA manager last year. Now he he's obviously he's on the out somewhere. But uh, it's not good baseball sense. I don't care how you how you justify it because there is a lot of guys that have busted their butt out there, paid their dues, that would love to have the trip be rewarded, have the AAA job. If this guy wants to go down and start in the, in the rookie ball like most people used to. Hey, work your way up. Perfect. But, but you know, that's that kind of stuff's out the window now. I can't help but uh, think how far away are we from an artificially intelligent, an AI manager being in the dugout. I mean, how many years are we away from that? Having a robot in the dugout, like, you know. Oh, yeah. It's not compute. You must oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And good luck with attendance. I know. <laughs> I know it's crazy. The whole thing, the whole world is crazy, actually. But anyway, let's get to the toast of the week. And it's an easy one, easy choice this week. For the first time in their history, the Texas Rangers won a World Series. And uh, they have wanted that since 1972. They did it with the Major League record of 11 road wins in the postseason. We congratulate and we have to toast the 2023 world champion, Texas Rangers. Yeah, great, a great team. Uh, just did everything right. They got good baseball people running that team with Chris Young, Dayton Moore, and some of the other guys. Michael Young's heavily involved over there. Of course, bring back Boach, man, to, to run it and with a great coaching staff. But it comes down to the players, always does. And they got a good, great, not a good, a great core group of guys that you know what, great competitors. And with the backs against the walls, uh, a few times this year they 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 responded, you know, and and um, so good for them, the Texas Rangers. They needed that because we uh, we laid a thumping on them back in fifteen and sixteen that kind of ruined their great year. So, uh, you know, me being from Texas, yeah, they, we're getting we're getting freaking spoiled down here with the Houston Astros and the Texas Rangers. What's going on, world? It is well, uh, you know, it's their time to shine. They got the World Series trophy and. We do congratulate them. And we also, before we wrap it up today, we'd like to congratulate three Gold Glove winners on the Toronto Blue Jays this year. Uh, we'd like to uh, congratulate Matt Chapman, Kevin Kiermeyer, and Jose Barrios for all winning Gold Gloves this season. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I don't know if Barrios has ever had, won one. Uh but, you know, Kiermaier, every year perennial, you got to figure he's going to be in the running because, you know, nobody does it better, right? Uh, and the Chapman, the, the only shame of all that was Chapman didn't win one last year. You know, he's one of those guys that, you know, normally he's going to win it every year because he's that good. So, uh, so, so hey, yeah, congrats to all those guys. People don't always realize that the hard work that goes into, you know, those, those guys prepping for every game. Just like Orlando Hudson, nobody worked harder. The thing is, too, you know, pitchers too. They they do they do uh, they don't do it every day. But the pitching coach will take those guys out there and do what they call PFP pitchers fielding practice. You know, work on their fielding and comebackers and turning double plays. So um, that's that's a pretty good honor, right? That used to be just a reputation thing. You know, the same guy get it every year because. Uh, but now there's a lot more goes into that. And so we we salute them all. I don't know if it's any consolation for Barrios from the uh, getting yanked in that. His last game of the year, but uh, it'll, it'll look good on his mantle. It'll look good on his mantle for sure. Corner booths, sticky floors, weekdays that feel like weekends. You never forget the way some things taste. Miller Lite, great taste, 
90 calories. Tastes like Miller time. Well, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Gibby Show. For John Gibbons, this is John Arezzi. We'll be back next week to talk more baseball and the hot stove league and all the rumors, trade rumors, and everything else. So for John Gibbons, John Arezzi here. Have a great week, everyone.